Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available rubber podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live to Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, so we figured we'd do like a special little little dealie here because uh, uh, we didn't know what to make. Heading into today's Pat McAfee interview with mm-hmm. Vince McMahon, it was uh, roughly an hour and a half long. Yeah. Uh, none of it seemed scripted. It nope. was just a really, really interesting conversation between... Pat McAfee and a guy that really seems to like Pat McAfee, yeah, Vince McMahon. Um, I wonder if we'll get. I part of me wonders if this is like a bit of a warm up act for what we might see more of, given that that Vince documentary yeah. is coming up, and Vince might, in order to promote it, and and et cetera, et cetera, might be doing more of these types of things, or maybe this is going to be it for him because he really likes Pat McAfee. And they, they, they announced that Pat, he was offered live on the show, a yeah. spot at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, there's two huge, well, announcements. They're, they're billing one as a huge announcement. It is, it is it, Vince McMahon just doesn't get on stage to talk about anybody. You know, he doesn't do that a lot, especially at this point in his career. Yeah. Uh, so we learned that, yes, that, that Pat was offered a mania match by Vince and also learned that Vince is going to induct the undertaker into the WWE hall of fame. Uh, I believe he's only, uh, only ever inducted one other person. Is that Stone cold? Yes. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he said on the show. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a huge deal. Um, Vince talked at a pretty decent length about how close he is with the undertaker, mm-hmm. uh, how much. Uh, the Undertaker means to him, and he describes it as the like as a difficult thing to do because yes, he knows 
there's the character of the undertaker but he is close with mark calloway and the man behind the character yeah and he says he, i could talk about the undertaker fine forever but talking about mark calloway that's gonna be more difficult i think mm -hmm. in terms of him not getting emotional yeah the context of that conversation as well when he was talking about the undertaker because pat was talking about the undertaker Mm -hmm. There was a, there was a, a quite a lot of insight about Vince McMahon's creative process, which to you and I is always the more interesting things yes. about pro wrestling, the creative aspect behind it. Um, and uh, and, you know, when talking about The Undertaker, a person who is famously known for keeping kayfabe uh, whenever he's outside the ring, Vince McMahon had kind of a counter to that because that, that aspect wasn't really brought up. But he says, you know. People that commit to their character while the cameras are rolling are the ones that usually have the biggest chance of getting over. Mm -hmm. And when they step away, they're not that person. And he explicitly said when he wasn't wrestling, he was Mark Calloway. He was the human being. Whereas popularly, he's been known as the guy who is the undertaker inside and out. And he even spoke yeah. about that in his own documentary. Yeah. Uh, the last, uh, the, what was it? The last ride, the last yeah, yeah, dance yeah, yeah, yeah. with Jordan. Yeah. He, how he go out in public ride, yeah. and he was still in character. And Pat talked about that. Mm -hmm. I, I think I know when Vince was talking about the, the, the dichotomy of being your character versus being yourself and not getting those two confused. Cause he mentions mm -hmm. people have done that. Yeah. Um, and, and and knowing where that delineation is mm -hmm. and knowing when to step away from the character not bringing that character home and i wonder when vince was talking about that i know he said in front of the cameras he's the undertaker outside of the ring he's not i wonder if he just meant that undertaker didn't take that character home with him yeah because yeah. we've seen stuff of him outside of the ring mm -hmm. very much seemingly being at least some approximation of his character. Well, I wonder if it's also a difference in in just their relationship. Like, I'm not sure how much of the Undertaker Mark is Mark Calloway is going to be when he walks up to Vince and discusses story ideas and stuff. Maybe Vince is one of the few people who he knows I can drop this. You know, I can I can I can drop the yeah. Undertaker gimmick and just be myself to Vince. I mean, Vince is the guy that called him up and said, "Is this that was my favorite Undertaker story?" You know, after being dumped on in WCW and being told you're never going to draw a dime. I mean, that one moment where Vince calls him and says, is this the undertaker? I think at that point, Vince had Mark Calloway for life. Mm -hmm. I think no matter what else happened, he was never going to leave Vince McMahon because he had the respect to call him up and be like, you're my guy. You're yeah. this character, which yeah. I would think to a lot of people would feel really good to just be wanted. Yeah. 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 I would think so. I would think so. Uh, going back to the talk about the creative process, because Pat really talked to him about that. And Vince was talking about how he approaches things from a creative uh, uh, vantage point. He talks about having multiple wheels turning in his head. He says at any given moment, he can have one, two, maybe three. And he talked about how where he's facing one creative decision and he's 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 focused on it, but maybe not sure exactly what's going to happen. Then he gets distracted by something else, has to deal with that, comes back. Now he's got to do fresh Pair, uh, set of eyes to view this creative decision you make. Maybe he learned something from the previous conversation that can apply to here. Um, you know, he's, he still seems very, you know, at 76 years old, very energized about the creative process. And, and he spoke at length about having a focus group every week, the live audience, and how he always listens to them. You got to give the audience what they want, which, you know, 
he could say that. There's been times, though, where it definitely seems like he hasn't been necessarily listening to the audience. Well, okay, I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of the more interesting dichotomies that he was sort of presented with and he kind of stumbled over is when he said, we have a focus group every night when we run shows. You can you can gauge the crowd. And he spoke about two different things. They're sort of like the wrestlers themselves and their focus group waiting for reactions, et cetera, et cetera. But Vince talked about them being his own focus group. And Pat McAfee said, what did you, did you pay more attention to social media during the Thunderdome days? And Vince sort of had to sit there and think, and he was like, well, I can see the reactions. <laughs> and yeah, that was well, first very, he kind of says, yeah, but I can see the reactions. Yeah, yeah. That was very illustrative because it's like, that's sort of, I think that speaks maybe more to the truth of it where Vince, to a degree, will pay attention to what the live crowd is doing, but I feel like Vince pays attention more to his gut than anything else. Yeah. There was another thing where he talked about a certain portion. Of, I think I think he was he was talking more so about, you know, internet chatter about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where he says, well, those people, I don't listen to that. That's the old Bruce thing that he had said during yeah. his, you know, back in the 90s when everybody was huge on the internet for uh, Shawn Michaels, you know, and that's really when the internet was, was becoming popular as 95, 96, 97. Yeah. Uh, when, you know, everybody on the internet loved Shawn Michaels and wanted to see him as a, as a good guy. And Bruce was like, well, if the internet wanted it, we knew to do the opposite. We knew not to do what the internet wanted, what the, what that fan base wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that still seems to be, that still seems to be the perception, even though even the internet itself has changed so drastically. Um, and, and, and your fan base being there, you know, your more passionate, hardcore fan base being there. Um, it's still interesting that he, it, it seemingly the, you know, they still view the internet as well. It's, it's, it's not a legitimate place to get feedback Yeah, to a degree. Yeah. Um, so that that was that was actually very interesting. Uh, um, a, a, a lot of people are already talking about Pat mentioning AEW to Vince, specifically talking about competition. Talked about WCW back in the day. He mentions TNA. He mentions Impact. He says AEW. They just bought Ring of Honor, and he asked Vince, "The reputation you have is that competition makes you better." And Vince Strip says, "I enjoy confrontation. It puts me on my toes. That was my background." I, he, we've heard this before. He got in a lot of fights when he was young, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think that kind of sharpened him for confrontation as he puts it. Yeah. Um, and uh, he didn't mention anything about AEW directly. Yeah. Yeah. Whatsoever. He, he the only reference he, he made to the Monday Night Wars in that was talking about The Undertaker mm-hmm. because he said, and the when he's talking about The Undertaker prior was he valued the Undertaker's loyalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said at no point did he and and the Undertaker ever have a conversation. Neither of them ever brought up to the other about Undertaker going to WCW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he did. He talked. He talked very briefly. There, there was not nearly the discussion about that aspect of things, about the competition aspect of things that I was hoping for. Um, but you know, he he did paint it as a David and Goliath situation. Turner had a ton of money, and I never really did. He said it was all cash flow. Um, well, that was more. I, I thought that was more so in the territory days. He talked about that in the territory days, but he also referred to to that when it came to Turner. 
you know, those guys had a ton of money to spend. I mean, the billionaire Ted thing at the time, Vince yeah. wasn't, yeah, yeah. Um, he wasn't that. Um, now things have significantly changed, but yeah, I mean, yeah. just the fact that Pat would mention AEW, I mean, that's, that's a big nothing right there. I mean, it, it's, it's Vince as, as Vince, I do not believe, and I don't think he, I mean, just by the numbers, I don't think he has to consider AEW real competition because WWE is worth just billions and billions, or they're, they're yeah. worth a lot more than AEW is now. Will that change in five years? Who knows? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, just the fact that Pat would mention that in the same breath as impact, I mean, it's not, it would be condescending to have to tiptoe around. I would yeah. think that the, the concept that there is an AEW. Yeah. Yeah. But people it, aren't it, used to hearing AEW exactly. be said in the same room as a Vince McMahon. I know. And that's one thing. Pat did a, a fantastic jo- job. I think for the most part during this interview, it didn't feel like he held anything back per se. He, he, there is some, some questions he asked in probably a fairly diplomatic manner like uh the one about releasing talent there yeah i mean look he pat mcafee is is at the same time i should say this as someone who works for wwe that was about as a hard-hitting as an interview you can expect of vince mcmahon absolutely yeah yeah and you know you can take you can take the tact Vince McMahon is a polarizing individual for for many reasons, and you can yeah. see there are there are two Vince McMahons. There is the guy that Pat McAfee talked to today, and 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 Pat McAfee had spoke no lies when he would talk to Vince in the way he would. A legend, a pioneer, a guy who basically is pro wrestling, and then there is the Vince McMahon that we all criticize. The guy who, you know, thinks he's pro wrestling and yeah. et cetera, et cetera, uh, and, and thinks he knows better than us and doesn't pay yeah. attention to the collective us, yeah. doesn't know what to do with this guy, puts this guy in a room, which, by the way, Pat McAfee even mentioned Alistair Black yeah. and, uh, and, and, and as a way of asking, you know, uh, what kind of creative leeway do you give, you know, your wrestlers? And Vince says, well, if they have an alternative – I will listen to it, and if it's a better one, we'll run with it. And we've yeah. heard we've heard that before in the past yeah. as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, I think really the only the only uh, area of conversation where Pat maybe could have hit a little bit harder is maybe the the the, the Saudi Arabia um, the aspect of it. It, it. He brought up in terms of a business uh, thing, and Vince kind of skirted around the moral aspect of it. Well. What was interesting there, and and I've and I've heard this counter plenty of times, and there there is I I think there is a delineation, there is a difference in my in my eyes, but you know, the idea that WWE is doing business directly with Saudi Arabia, but Vince sees it as to bring a popular product to the people of Saudi Arabia, and he says nobody likes governments anywhere, including our own, um, and. And, you know, uh, we're not uh, the American government is is far from clean uh, and just like the Saudi Arabia government is far from clean. Now, I think there probably are some differences you can point to in terms of the shades of gray, but that's neither here nor there. But it seems like when Vince brought that up, that might be the way he frames that. Yeah, I mean, he he said is uh, earlier on or elsewhere in the interview that. And I, I don't know, this might be in some way related to that or not, that once he took WWE public 
it made him in his mind a better businessman because he had to take his own essentially his own heart his own emotion out of a lot of decisions mm -hmm. and so it made business decisions easier in the context it was asked is about bringing in people who used to be with the company maybe at one point he was cursing their name but down the mentions hogan Mm -hmm. down the line it made sense from a business perspective to bring it back in mm -hmm. yeah and i'm sure in a lot of respects there is that delineation in his mind this is better for business this government's paying us millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars that's good for the business everything else in his mind takes a back seat and when it comes to the business he even talks about uh pat brings up succession the tv show which popped me huge yeah right. we make that comparison all the time yeah sure and he essentially asked Vince, what's the future of the company? Yeah. Essentially, after you, do you have those discussions? And Vince says, no, I don't really think about it that much. He says, the business is best for everybody. You have to treat it as such. You have to treat your other, you have to treat your family members like any other employees. And he even says, sometimes I might be even rougher on my family members in that respect. He says, but if they're not working out, they shouldn't be part of the business. Mm -hmm. It yeah. just seems like. When it comes to business, there's business. Yeah. And that has its own little spot in his brain. And that is away from everything else. Well, what you're talking about is exactly right. I mean, that's one thing that we've always sort of known. But the ability for him to compartmentalize is is really fascinating. Um, to, to be able to, you know, when, when he's asked about the releases, um, you know, to be able to say, well, I think about our audience and if somebody's not pulling their weight, it's like he doesn't there, there is no human aspect there. Uh, there's it's it's one thing. And if you're not on board a thousand percent, then you're going to fall by the wayside. And he does seem to the, to 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 believe that the more you put in, the more you're going to get out of a thing. And and the superstars that succeed are the ones who are putting in. Now there there is the that's the nebulous brass ring philosophy where it's like, well, what exactly are you looking for? Because therein lies the Kafka esque aspect of Vince McMahon. Like I'm supposed to understand what weird thing that you want on this given day, time, minute, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project 
in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So, yeah, it's it's interesting that he's able to do that where a lot of, I mean, the, the level of, I mean, it's interesting because he sort of talks about, and I wonder if they're going to go more into his childhood in the, in the documentary. I would imagine. I would you would imagine. think they would. Yeah. Um, because, he, you know, he was very reluctant. I mean, he didn't. He said, you don't want to hear about you yeah, know, another sad you know, childhood he, story. Yeah. And it, it, the little he mentioned it here seems like, at least in his mind, whether that's his own creation myth or not, framed in a lot of ways who he is now. Yeah, sure. So without that context, it might be kind of hard to understand who Vince McMahon eventually became and who who he currently is. Yeah. Because... Um, yeah, as mentioned, the Saudi Arabia question, I, I kind of wish Pat would have had a follow-up there after Vince gave his initial answer and said he kind of moved on. It's kind of the same thing. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I just, I wonder if there, I, I wonder if there's anything to mine there, given that they have developed such a a staunch company line Literally on on the superstars' social media, yeah, I know. I WWE know. is influencing the world. Yeah, that is where they go, or I would suspect that's where they would go if pressed at all. Yeah, look at what we've been able to accomplish there. That outweighs, and I I don't disagree that maybe he should have pressed more. I just wonder how much would he have gotten given that the company has the PR lines available. No, I understand all that. I understand all that. Uh, between that and when Pat does ask about releasing talent, Hogan kind of, or sorry, sorry, Hogan, Vince kind of veers off into this answer about Hogan, about listening to the audience, uh, giving them what they want. Uh, people who leave here sometimes just blame Vince for, you know, how their WWE uh, uh, tenure might have come up a bit short. Um, and, uh, but we never, when there's a question about business, Vince answers it from a business standpoint. When there's a, a question about himself, he answers it in a very a far more personable way. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. You know, the, throughout this, you see this really stark delineation because we know that Vince has gotten close with wrestlers. Mm-hmm, yeah, sure. He talks about how 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 highly he thinks of Undertaker. How mm-hmm. many people? How many people did he describe as very good human beings? Oh, that's his thing. Yeah, that that's that, his that, thing. that was that was his thing today. It's like you know when Pat says he Pat mentioned Bruce, he mentioned Kevin Dunn. He says, people I've gotten to know. And, and and Vince stops and he says, and also incredible human beings. Yeah. And the one gag was when Pat brings up Michael Cole. Oh, just a piece of shit. Just an awful yeah. person. By the way, it was yeah. great to hear Vince curse so much yeah. in this. Him dropping F-bombs is really a delight. It was. It was. Um, so, like, you, just in this one interview, you see the dichotomy of Vince. You see what a lot of people say is a very personable, at times, warm individual. Mm-hmm. But then, depending on the question, on the topic, it can go back and forth. Where you're talking about something more business oriented, you're gonna get business fits. Yeah, you're talking about something that, in terms of the 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 relationships he's built with people, 
you might get the personable Vince. Yeah. And it's interesting to see like how he frames the family through the business lens as yeah. opposed to the personal lens. <laughs> Even Pat says, you know, you're going to get some heat for that answer. Yeah. Yeah. The one, the one question that I wish that he would have pressed more on and the one that really bums me out because I would love to know the answer. And that's what decisions have you made creatively that you regret that you wish you hadn't. He did ask that. He did ask that. No, no, no. That he would have oh. pressed more on because oh, yeah, yeah, Vince sorry. gave Vince said, I don't like to dwell on the negative. And I so wish Pat would have said, come on, throw me a bone, throw me one story idea, even an insignificant one. It even giving Vince and I, uh, and I uh, uh, the opportunity to tell a funny story about something creatively yeah. speaking that didn't work that he wished he had done differently. But Vince basically shut it down as that I don't like to deal with the negative. I wish he could have pressed a little bit more on that because I wonder if maybe that's something that there's not really a company line for. Uh, and and Vince could have come up with something. I would have liked to have pressed a little bit. Yeah, more that's that. true. That's true. Uh, a lot of the things like Vince kept on talking about double negatives. Mm -hmm. And listening to this, it, you could tell a thousand percent he has written every one of his things with Austin Theory. Oh, oh, oh that stuff is legit. That stuff, that stuff is, is stuff that he that is, firmly that is believes. Basically, Vince's philosophy on life mm -hmm. is everything he's telling Austin Theory. That's what it seems like. It, it uh, you're you're absolutely right. The, somebody here had it right when he talked about um, uh, uh, R.I. Wrestling fan here says my favorite bit of Vince advice was if you're going to be late, make sure you look as good as you can because if you're late, look like shit. That's a double negative. Yeah, <laughs> he's good. Yeah. And he went into a rant about how he hates uh, people apologizing for being late because if that you're was, late. That, that was literally a bit in the Austin Theory thing. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you could tell. And you and I had both sort of speculated on that when we talk about the Austin Theory office stuff, that these are, this is just stuff that Vince wants to get off his chest. These are mm -hmm. the quirks in life that he can't stand. And he's doing, he's doing like a 90s stand up routine on. And we, we talked it's, about that. It's observational humor. It is. And it, it's, it's through Vince's weird lens. Yeah. It, it really is. Uh, speaking of think, getting stuff off his chest. Uh, Pat asks him about his workout routine. Yeah, and and Vince says it's like him working out is is like his socially acceptable way to get out of his aggression. Yeah, he says he does it just as much, if not more, for his head than his body. It's it helps him mentally, so he can handle his workload and have to deal with people, mm -hmm. as he puts it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, um, that yeah that was interesting. Yeah, he talked about God, dang, he talked about putting the, on eleven plates, eleven plates, thousand pounds. Uh, to, to squat yeah. yeah oh my gosh that's crazy um he told this inter this funny story so this is back in the territory days like he talked about how going to st louis trying to run a show and whoever's running the territory there was not happy about it so i guess several uh, uh promoters from rival ter territories i imagine nwa territories were having some sort of meeting about how to deal with the vince problem mm -hmm. yeah and so this is a story that jr jim ross told vince so jr is in the bathroom Apparently he's in a stall. He's due to poop. Uh, and then three or four of the promoters walk in and talk about what are they going to do about Vince? And so JR is on the potty. And as Vince puts it, promoters are talking about offing Vince. Yeah. yeah. And JR is sitting in there and he's, he's like worried about being accessory to murder. So according to Vince, JR pulls his feet up <laughs> onto the toilet seat as nature calls. Yeah. 
and that popped that really big. Yeah. Yeah, those old days, th- those are nuts. I've, I've been reading very, very slowly uh, the book Death of the Territories. Mm-hmm. And it's all it's all just it at a certain point it gets monotonous because it's just or just, you know, uh, redundant because it's just story up. Just like then he went here and he outlines the entire process of Vince buying up another territory. And then he went here and he did this and he presented with a check of this much, et cetera, et cetera. And it was, I mean, it was, it, it's crazy just how many territories he just either bought or put out of business by running nearby. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, that, that, that was interesting stuff. Uh, interesting that it didn't take him very long to come up with the new name. He talked about the WWF, uh, versus, you know, coming up with the WWE, how it took about 20, 30 minutes to, to just mm-hmm. come up with that and to get the F out thing. Yeah. Um, when, when Vince offered Pat his WrestleMania match, uh, he was clear to mention that uh, now Vince has to find an opponent for him. Yes, yeah. So then you know, and that's that's the thing. I'm 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 really glad they didn't film like a thing on the show because it's because like when it's like when Pat was talking about oh you know he's gonna be late here. He said, hold on, I'm getting a call, and it, I, my mind immediately was like, oh, this is where the bit starts. And then he said, people are going to think that I'm working right now, that, that this is a work right here. Mm-hmm. But it did just seem to be like they were prepping him for, for Vince to show up because he was a little bit yeah. late. Yeah, that was great when he got that phone call. You know, and 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 and, and he was like, uh, the co-hosts were like, what is that about? They know what they're getting into. Yeah. And Pat was like, no, they yeah. don't. Yeah. They're asking if, if, uh, if, if he had to be mic'd up. It's like, no, we all set up. All you have to do is walk in the studio, sit down. It's mm-hmm. good to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it's it seems like even his co-hosts were waiting for the work to kick in. You know, they started pumping it up also. And, yeah. Uh, in fact, AJ at one point says something like uh, something about the program you have. Yeah. <laughs> proud of it showing up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, one aspect of Vince's answer. I just noticed this on social media again about talking about release talents is because uh, Pat asked him about it or some. Uh, releasing talents, pushing people, so on and so forth. Some of those decisions are more difficult than others. And Vince says, yeah, oh, he's more concerned about the audience once. And he says something about sometimes some people, as he put it, are dead weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. That was that was sort of the most inflammatory yeah. thing that I think he said, because I know my, my ears perked up too when he said yeah, mine people too. are dead weight. But then he pivoted to, but you got to think about what's best for business. And he says, if the audience wants Hogan back, you bring him back. Mm-hmm, yeah. And that's what he talks about once making the company public, man, better businessman because he stopped making decisions based on a potion. Mm-hmm, yeah. He Again, also, this is compartmentalization mm-hmm. where apparently he has to make. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, System Zero here in chat says, most important part of the interview was Vince saying he doesn't watch Young Rock. Yeah. But he does. I mean, they, you know, Pat was asking about all the stars that he made. They talked about Brock briefly. Vince talked about Brock, said he's a really smart businessman. Um, and his 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 face sort of lit up a little bit when talking about Brock. So you can see that, you know, the Brock, I I, I wonder, you know, Brock saying outright on the Pat McAfee show that he considered Vince like a father figure. You can you can see the other side of that. You can see Vince mm-hmm. taking that to heart, you know, because as soon as he mentioned Brock, his his face sort of lit up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, they were having issues with his mic, just like with Brock. Yeah, I kept smacking it. It was interesting that he, when Vince first walked in there, he seemed a little more guarded. Just mm-hmm. his body language. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, he yeah. And I had his hand up by his, his lapel. Sort of a weird, yeah, sort of a weird, like, it's a very open, 
Like you don't have a table to sit behind. Like he's sort of just sitting there open in a chair like this. And it is a very yeah. vulnerable. The other guys that are there, there's two guys behind a glass pane. There's another guy behind a desk. There's two guys behind a desk. And then Pat, of course, is like the most fidgety. Yeah. Yeah. Just a whirlwind of energy. There. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Drinking his liquid death. Um, and, uh, and, 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 to, but the interviewee is just out there, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so it is, it, it's, it seems like it's not the well, most Brock did break that little table. They had, I know, but that seemed like such a bit of business for him. Like, what is this? It's an awkward setup that they have. I know it is, it which is, is bizarre. Yeah. Like they hit, like they just need to like tighten up the, the mic arm because it keeps on swinging all over the place. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, white Brownie here says Vince talk about the reason calling the wrestlers superstars instead of per, uh, professional wrestlers kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, even in the Death of the Territory books, he's been they've been referring to it as sports entertainment for a very, very long time. Like he wanted to advance from the territory days the idea of what a pro wrestler is. And so that's why they refer to him as superstars. I mean, he doesn't. And even Pat noticed or even Pat noted, he says, you know, it's not like you shy away from the word wrestler. WrestleMania is literally the name of your biggest show. Um, but Vince just conceive he just sees them as something more than that, and that's why he refers to them that way. And I've always, I've always understood that. I don't think that it's necessary. Look, there are plenty of Vinceisms that are like, oh, don't do this, don't do that. Some of those are more fluid than others. Mm -hmm. But you know, the idea that hey, this the, these guys are more than pro wrestlers. Don't call them that. They're superstars. I've never really taken an issue with that. I, I still sort of understand it. In sports entertainment, I mean, that term has been around for literally decades. Like, it didn't just pop up during yeah. the PG era. This has been a no, thing no. for a very it's long been a time. Thing for a while. It's been a thing for a while. Yeah. Uh, all in all, though, a uh, 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 relatively insightful, wildly entertaining interview. Um, like I said earlier, this is probably about as hard-hitting as one can expect uh, from someone who works in WWE. Uh, asking Vince questions that I would nothing that I found shocking, but the candor with which Pat asked some of these interviews, I was like, Oh, wow, good on you, Pat. Could have yeah. gone further in some other respects. Mentioned those before the Saudi Arabia stuff, obviously, uh, releasing talent. Um, but by and large, I didn't feel like for the most part, Pat, he didn't necessarily hold things back per se, but asked things in a fairly diplomatic manner. Yeah, I think that's his thing. I don't think he's there to push buttons and to be Bob no, Costas. No, I don't think that's, no. you know, that's not, I don't think that that should be expected from him. Um, I mean, look, we all want to think that, that we can get Vince McMahon in a rant room. <laughs> and, and like, we all think that we'd like to be that guy, but, I, you know, that's not what this was. Um, this was also interesting. I want to get your thoughts on this. Vince McMahon said that I'm, I'm reading this off of uh, Denise Alcedo's Twitter feed here. Mm. Uh, the bit about Vince saying he finishes training at 3 a.m. starts at about 1.30 in the morning. What hours does he sleep? Does like he that, go to sleep afterwards then or before? I would assume like three to if he were if he sleeps four hours, three to seven would make sense. Yeah, I guess it would be the very end of his day. He starts working out at one. Yeah, I think so. That's interesting to work out the end of the day. But, you know, hey, unless unless he just goes to bed a little or like from what, nine well, 11, I mean, like 12, on, on TV days, he wouldn't be able to. Yeah, that show doesn't end until 11 local. That's or, a good point. You know, yeah. on the East Coast, 11 local time. So. That's a good point. Yeah, probably probably from 3 to 7 then would be his, his, his sleep block. Or, or 4 to 8. Yeah. 
because you know I'd assume at three o'clock he's done. He goes home, showers, or goes to his hotel room, showers. Yeah, I couldn't. I I could four hours is I could not do. That's 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 nuts to me. I know that the human body that a human body could do that. I mean, he says he's wired differently, and that's obvious. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That is obvious. Yeah, like on the you know that level of compartmentalization. I couldn't do that. No, I don't even know if I'd, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that regardless. Oh, I couldn't do that. I'm not. And I wouldn't want to. Emotion, I wouldn't want emotionally to. speaking. It's not in me. Yeah. No, it's not either. Yeah. And, I feel and, like the, yeah. You, the, Cause there's, you, 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 wouldn't you also, this is getting kind of heavy, but wouldn't you have to compartmentalize like your, your conscience, <laughs> like your morals to a degree? Well, I mean, that's again, to a degree that seems to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't, you know, I'm, if, I'm, if, yeah. if, if business is business and that's it, then seemingly, yeah. And I, I, I couldn't, nor would I want to operate that way. Yeah. It's not, yeah. That's not what I would classify as like a good human being. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't. <laughs> but either. we all have our definitions, I guess. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, this was good too. I like a uh, uh, white brownie mentioned uh, Vince. Pat claims that Vince is not in his ear, that he just lets him do what he does. You know, I think I think Vince is impressed by Pat. You know, v- v- Pat obviously speaking about a guy who who got the brass ring, you know, to come from the Colts uh and then and then hop into I actually watched the other day I watched Vince a uh, Pat's rather first press conference. It was a jokey skit where it was a press conference mm-hmm. uh where he talked, you know, he's retiring and he's hopping into a uh, uh, bar stool uh to be a, a content guy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And even back then, like, you know, you could tell his personality was off the charts. And to see him in the short, relatively short amount of time get to where he is now has to impress the hell out of Vince. And when you're a guy who really impresses Vince, chances are he's going to let you do what you want to do. So long as you do good work. And that's what Vince said. If I didn't like what you did, you wouldn't be here. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So if if, if Vince appreciates your journey, thinks you're a good human being, as he likes to put it, and he thinks you're good at your job. Mm-hmm. I think he'll give you more free reign because you've proven yourself that yeah. you can handle that. Yeah. You know, absolutely. At yeah. least from the commentary's perspective, I think I feel like he's still a bit more controlling when it comes to the creative content of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't know. There's probably a handful of people, a small handful of people, from a creative standpoint, who have that level of, of freedom. Yeah. A uh, quick question here from Monstrosity five five two, unrelated to the Vince thing. Um, we also there was a, a report from uh, I think Cassidy Hayes uh, from Body, Body Slam, Slam yeah. 
yeah. about the a little clarification on Ring of Honor. It does seem like uh, AEW at this point, uh, according to Cassidy, that uh, the basically what we had speculated last night, mm-hmm. Ring of mm-hmm. Honor functioning as kind of a the AEW's NXT um, would be the case. Mm-hmm. Seems they're they're going to run Ring of Honor as its own promotion as mm-hmm. a developmental type thing, mm-hmm. which um, seems to make all the sense in the world. Like when you think about it, uh, you know, giving guys, I would, I would assume people like Moriarty, maybe Daniel Garcia guys that, you know, are going to be huge in like five years, you know, the opportunity to build themselves to that level. I, I, I think that Tony Khan wants to sort of, there's the idea of like what, what we all wanted NXT to be and how cool that idea is. And Tony Khan looking at that idea and saying, that is a good idea. I can do that with Ring of Honor. Um, so uh, so monstrosity, with that being said, uh, says, with AEW buying Ring of Honor, what does that mean for the Ring of Honor invasion of Impact? Kind of nothing. I, I, I get the feeling that Ring of Honor is going to be, re- with, with, the except, with few exceptions, I think the Briscoes will probably still be there. Gresham obviously is going to be the main guy there with the championship. But I get the feeling that it's going to be more AEW people there moving over mm-hmm. to Ring of Honor mm-hmm. than, for example, the people that are in Ring Impact. of Honor. I'm sorry, Impact, the Honor No More guys. Yeah, I, I mean, I assume the Honor No More thing is just those those individuals went to Impact to work, and it's not like Ring of Honor said, all right, go, you know, hey, do this. Yeah. You get our seal of approval. It was just more, here's a group of individuals that went to Impact to make some money, and this is the storyline they came up, you know? Yeah, I, I, I get, yeah, that's that's... That's the feeling I get as well. I wouldn't. I don't think the idea is going to be let's try to appease the the last the, the the fans of the sad last days of Ring of Honor. Let's get some new fresh excitement and show you guys what we're going to do. And and we think that's probably going to be a bigger thing than it was in its last days before mm-hmm. you know this this takeover this this purchase. Yeah, you know I wonder now too that they have the AEW has the 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 studio they've been using in Orlando, the Universal Studios set for Dark. Is that the atmosphere? Maybe they'll they'll set Ring of Honor in. I don't know. Are they going to shoot that? Are they going to shoot it before Rampage or Dynamite? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I would hope that they wouldn't do because that's just sort of doing the ECW WWE exactly. thing. Make it its own thing. Yeah, I would That'd be think, ideal. Make it its own thing. That that's you know that totally is is I think the way to go. Um, you know, I mean, I I have no idea. I I maybe this would be a selling point for HBO Max. Hey, Ring of Honor on HBO Max. I don't know if it'd go on YouTube. Um, or or if they'd somehow get a TV deal, I have no we have no idea about that yeah, stuff. No idea, no idea. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll we'll probably find out soon enough. But yeah, yep. I would definitely like for it to be its its own thing. I think that makes all the sense in the world. Yep, yep, yeah. Try uh, to keep try to keep the the elements that made Ring of Honor special. Mm-hmm. The Code of Honor stuff, you know, pure and, rules and freshen up that freshen up the presentation. Yeah, the presentation. You can keep a. Uh, Ian, uh, what's his last name? Riccoboni, is that his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's a, he's definitely a, a legacy guy. You keep that mm-hmm. guy for mm-hmm. commentary, but uh, but yeah, it was so it it just felt so flat. The the presentation you gotta you yeah. gotta throw some spruce shit spruce it up a little bit spruce, spruce it up. It up. There you go. We'll end on this really quick. We'll end on this. Let's say you get hit by a bus. Uh-huh. <laughs> Vince said, 
yeah. in his last second, he'd just say thank you to the universe, apparently. Yeah. In your last second after getting hit by a bus, what would you do? I'd probably say, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I'd be like, ow! <laughs> Yeah. What it was? Yeah, yeah. I'd poop my myself. I just poop my. That'd probably be involuntary. You know. (laughs) You just saw a man get hit by a bus and poop his pants. (laughs) Yeah, I'd leave him. I'd leave him laughing. There you go. Evie says, "Say." I hope Vince would say Uh, like Chad Gable. Thank you. (laughs) Did he just poop his pants? Shoosh. Oh, man. All right. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in for this special episode of Going In Raw. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. All right. Should we take a break and do numbers don't lie or save that for tomorrow again? We can do it. I can do it. You can do it right now. Okay, cool. Let's do it right now then. Let's go run the math real fast and then we can can rock and roll. All right. We'll kill the stream. And then for subs only, we're going to be coming back with numbers don't lie. Uh, So, yeah. Um, if you just want to hang out in our chat, it'll be no more than five minutes. A matter minutes of minutes. So. Matter yeah. of minutes. Yes. Yes. Bye, everybody. We'll see you in a second. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.